He would take every precaution, not even lighting a match for a much-needed cigarette, careful of anything that would give away his presence. It was only a few hours before first light when a tired Vern finally saw the silhouette of the log cabin in the dim light of the moon. The saddle creaked as he swung down from his buckskin and tied the horse and mule to the slumping hitching rail in front. He knocked softly on the thick plank door with calloused knuckles, using the signal he and his brother had agreed on. He waited for the response. A chair scraped against the cabin floor, and a few seconds later Virgil unbolted and opened the door. They quietly exchanged greetings at the doorway, and then unloaded the mule, bringing the two seventy-pound packs into the cabin placing them in front of the large, carbon-stained stone fireplace where a small fire crackled. Vern breathed deeply and then sighed. Those loads were sure heavy for one man. I wish old Jasper was a mite shorter. Leastwise he stood still the whole time I was loading and the packs rode good. With only the fire's glow for light, they unloaded each pack as their shadows flickered on the walls. There were eight small bags of gold dust, a couple bags of small gold nuggets, and a dozen large, heavy bags of high-grade ore. Virgil reached for one of the four custom-built oak boxes stacked neatly in the corner and began packing each box, distributing the weight as evenly as possible. Several minutes later, and without saying a word, the two were finished. Virgil studied Vern for a moment, then pushed back his dirty black hat and wiped his brow with the sleeve of his shirt. You absolutely sure no one saw you? I'm sure. It was just like always, a few coyotes howling and nothing more. I did bring you something, though. You know the old Indian tunnel opposite our diggings? Well, a couple of days ago, I was up there picking around and... Dern, if I didn't find this nugget, biggest damn lump of gold I've ever seen. Vern removed the heavy rock from his shirt pocket and gently tossed it to his brother. Well, that's some nugget, Virgil responded with a chuckle. I don't know how many times I walked down that way, probably right past it, never thought to dig there. Vern said as he watched Virgil examine the round chunk of gold. This may come in handy, Virgil said. I'll keep it in my coat till we get to Cody. I have the other boxes and furniture stacked out back beside the wagon, and the horses are all harnessed and ready in the barn. I can start moving the stuff if you need a break. I ain't done much but sit here drinking coffee for the last couple hours. I'll sure as shootin' be glad when we have her loaded and across that son of a bitch McCabe's land and his gray bull ranch. Vern nodded. I could use a minute to sit and drink a cup. Then I'll be fine. Go ahead and start loading. I'll help you in a couple minutes with the heavier stuff. Virgil headed toward the back door, stopped and turned. I'll put the scatter gun just outside the door by the boxes, so don't accidentally bump it while you're working. Vern looked up and nodded. 
Virgil walked to the back of the wagon and removed several boards from the wagon's bed, exposing a metal door. The wagon's hidden compartment was of cunning design and well-planned, like everything the Kragers did, and each box fit perfectly into place. When Virgil had finished, he shut the metal door and carefully fitted the wagon's wooden floor planks back into place. He would need Vern's help to load the rest. Their plan was simple. Make the heavy wagon appear as inconspicuous as possible, just like any other hard-luck rancher moving on. They would have to leave the cabin unoccupied for at least a year. But they would send a letter to a friend in town saying they were just visiting family back east. Virgil returned to the cabin and opened the door. And Vern looked up from the fire.